pot like Joseph B. Mike and Jermaine. What came my life, what came my thought, but they smoking the same. I break a 50 on blunts and get my smoke of the chain. That nigga flexing BBS every stone in the chain. Gold body, my jeweler, he black mummy me. I be yelling these bitches, stomach like flat tummy tea. Crackers came to Africa, rabbit rapper, they rummage me. America was the name of they fucking company. Stacking niggas like cargo over and under me. Pick cotton bells and a coca leaf off the money tree. Niggas won't let you live in peace, but love to see you rest in peace. Smoking, popping, and drinking on the rest, they got the best in me. I'm chopping it up on the table, cause when no label gon' invest in me. These niggas around your way, but where they gon' sit their time in the bed with me. Eventually, when I got indicted, I took a minus. Niggas that I fuck with went on hiatus, so I decided I should make a couple decisions like Sean made. A Peter Janae, I eco looking hoes in a sprinter thing. Black nigga, jack tripper, pack flipper Step out of the kitchen and step in the booth And drop heat on these rap niggas Without a co-sign, you probably be feeling my grocery bag Nigga, poison flow, I send opponents from riches to rags Nigga, gold body, my jeweler, he black mummy me. I be yelling these bitches stomach like flat tummy tea Crackers came to Africa right, rap, that rap, was uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib with Flat Tummy Tea New single, uh, hot off the presses I loved their last album, I can't wait for the new one It's my first time hearing that And uh, unsurprisingly uh, It fucking bumps <laughs> Yes Not, um, not. Uh, it really wasn't in doubt but No, it was one of those things Where the first time I heard that it existed I was happy because I knew I had another great new song To listen to Yeah, uh, Paul, we start with uh, Some good news, some great news um, mm-hmm. We've always I think uh, had an unspoken uh, uh, agreement on this podcast that Ryan Adams sucks. And now uh-huh. we never have to listen to his music again, even unwillingly, uh, since he's been me tooed into the no. house. No, I didn't even Wait, know Wait, how this. did you not know this? I have not been paying attention to the news for the past few days. <laughs> uh, it's been, this is like weeks? Weeks? Well, it was weeks ago. I also wasn't paying attention to the news. I had no idea. Uh, it, the The news cycles move so fast, man. It might have been on the news for thirty six hours, and if you miss it, it's gone. Um, wow, that's the least surprising me too I've ever heard of. Yeah, um, you know, uh, he he traded uh, um, access and he, he traded jump starting uh, young women's careers, um, and then. Uh, ask them for sex in return um, ah. of course he denies the claims in case uh he decides to sue us so for yeah okay that's a good point <laughs> yes um uh he can have all our podcast earnings of negative 240 dollars um he uh um so did he demand the sex before or was it just like after he did his job then you had sex with him like i don't it's complicated the problem the real problem is that he began like grooming these oh, women no. when they were uh like 14 that's yeah, yeah. Oh. that's the that's another that's an important detail that is the uh, important detail uh yeah yes and looking at the new york times article uh 3,000 text messages between him and a bass player yeah. when she was 15 and 16. Uh, I was, you know, mentorship. It's a, it's a big job. Somebody's <sighs> got to do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I, like I said, it's – I mean, like, he seemed – I feel like there's been, like, sexually creepy news about him his whole career. Um, I don't know. So people like that, often it turns out that – their actual second yeah well the thing is mandy moore came out and like his his ex-wife and like confirmed that he was a creep which is Mm. like i don't know at that point it's hard to believe otherwise 
she would yeah. know. Yeah. And we're but two degrees of separation in the Kevin Bacon game from Mandy Moore. So um, That's true. She I went to her. the same elementary school I did. And, yeah. Uh, and was yes. best friends with your ex-girlfriend. That's true. Uh, I, were they, I don't know if they were best. I guess they were best friends. Did I don't remember. Uh, the, the ex-girlfriend in question said so in my presence, as I recall. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. They're, well, yes, that ex-girlfriend is in Mandy Moore's Behind the Music. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because they're, well, they're, they show footage from the musical. Oh, okay. They okay. do a musical. She wasn't like, like a talking no, head. No, no, no. God, no. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, um, and one of the people affected by this is uh, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, who is um, part of uh, the, the, I'm not going to be able to, oh my God. Uh, what's she? She's in the band with uh, Lucy Lucy Dacus and uh, yeah 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 yeah. Um, um, the name of that band is and the third person in it who is also a cool lady singer. Um, wow. Yeah, this Total is really fan. great. We're, we're a little uh, we're a little <laughs> rusty. It's been a little uh-huh. bit uh, since we did this. Yeah. Um, and Julian Baker is the third person. Yeah. And the name of the band. Is, uh, is uh, uh, boy, boy genius. genius. There we go. <laughs> I'm um, so glad we did this. Not year. that having someone we know makes this. No. <laughs> but it's just, uh, you know, thanks. Thanks to these uh, brave women for coming out and, you know, stopping this uh, uh, predator from striking again. And also saving us from ever listening to his music again. Yeah. That's the important I- part. It is impressive because I really think it was unspoken that Ryan Adams sucks, but we both mm-hmm. did know it. So, um, and it was this weird thing because he had like, you know, the New York, New York song, and this very like nine eleven vibe around that song, and like I, I don't know, I felt like it was wrong. I mean, first yeah. off, I feel like just so many women I know are just mad at me for saying he sucks. Would be mad at me for saying he sucks prior to this. <laughs> um, so that's that's the that's the other thing. It frees us. That's true to talk about how much Ryan Adams sucks, <laughs> and uh, I'm really happy to be there. You know, I never I, I I never felt repressed about it, but now I have an excuse. And yeah, his music sucks, and his uh, his overtexting of teens is even worse. So. It it really is. Um, uh, don't overtext teens. You know, yeah. uh, that's that's our. That's generally a good rule. I would say three is overtexting a teen, and the first two had better be about like I don't know a, a couch you're selling on Craigslist. Or yes, yes, and uh, you know, um, uh, and that couch better be clean. Mm-hmm. Let me tell Absolutely. you, yes, pristine <laughs> couch that you're selling to a teen. All right, <laughs> theme song. <laughs> yes, yes, and you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop. Fucking dollar for the style for you and your mind. Come on, yeah. You can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average, at least. Nah, preference is relative. My references consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently. Dead in the middle, a little triply. Little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery. Elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower, see how. Dissolving the power is dissolving the hours as well. The tower, a bell at the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a 
vision of love, an eagle, a falcon even, a gold coin and a talent that was um, prophesied upon earlier papyruses, gazing to the irises of infinite... Uh, and welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, uh, nominated seven times uh, for the Oscar for uh, elitist posturing, uh, but <laughs> never winning. It's Paul McLeod. I won six times in one day, Joe. Um. <laughs> well, that was elitist <laughs> pandering. Um, back when that could get you ahead in the Oscars. Who's that winning? One. Who's winning in the category, though? It's a very secret category. Who keeps beating you? Oh, um, secret uh, old white men directors who are actually unknown to the public because they've done mm. all their work for people, the unwoke cognoscenti in the background. Mm. And, uh, lest they be pilloried for their... Um, poor morals they yes uh, they don't p- take part in mainstream damn culture. them damn them keeping you from your secret acceptance speech <laughs> uh paul the oscars were last night um uh-huh. uh i watched them for purely social reasons um mm-hmm. and randomly uh tom morello appeared during them guitarist from rage against machine uh looking like an egg and <laughs> Uh, people, people were just confused. Um, I, I'm literally looking at a headline that says "Some were confused by Tom Morello at the Oscars." So, and and he and it, the weirdest part was that he presented the movie Vice um, and was talking about how it was punk rock, and I, it's just, I don't, I, I guess Rage Against the Machine. It really, I mean, it really was bullshit. I don't know. Zach, <laughs> Zach De La Rocha, I guess, still believes. I guess there's a, the divide. I mean, he didn't. He hasn't really done anything. He certainly didn't spend years in fucking Audio Slave, to yeah. his credit. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, you know, he shows up on Run the Jewels albums now, which is politically legit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tom Morello, I mean... Uh, have you seen Vice? I have not seen Vice. No, but I think it's. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, it sounds like it would be good. I listened to Adam McKay talking about Vice. Yeah, probably for almost as long as the movie is. So but that um, tells you something about my priorities. But I, um, yeah, Tom. I mean, I guess it just sort of gets to this point. There are other also stories about like Tom Morello flying into a rage because he wasn't like led ahead and like given the first place in line at a brunch restaurant. Like, oh wow, there's a lot of stuff where he was oh. just a you know he's just a tool who happened to be in a a, a, whose band happened to be very political i mean you know he of course went to harvard so uh, i guess that took over in the end he is a good guitar player well uh, undoubtedly that uh, that means literally nothing in terms of your uh intellect or just yeah uh, your your other contributions to society (laughs) Uh, he, what's really weird about looking at him to me is that I hadn't looked at him in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's possible a decade and a half, two decades. And it's like, he became like a middle-aged dude, uh, out of my sight. And now it's like, oh, here's old Tom Morello. Much to, much to consider Mm -hmm. in old Tom Morello. Um, I, I mean, I, I, uh, uh, my wife looked at him and said, this guy looks like he's about to sell me life insurance. <laughs> and I was like, well, he used to look like, you know, a car mechanic who was <laughs> paying his bills while he was in a punk band. So 
I feel like he looks like the MC at uh, an Italian and American nightclub in oh. the Greater New York City area yeah, in like 1984. That. I could see that. Yes, yes. He looks like uh, um, looks like he might be the mayor of a a, a mid-sized city. Um, <laughs> he kind of looks like a a. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say he looks sort of like a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a porn producer from the valley who's mm. like just before the peak of his uh coke uh addiction yeah. he hasn't gotten totally strung out yet but it's coming for tom sure. tom morello looking like a fam <laughs> no, 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 no. one hundo i don't know if i did that right i think you did i think that's how it works thank you yeah um so that that was it that was the oscars uh also bradley cooper cannot sing uh sorry that's true <laughs> Uh, but for some reason, he was singing. Uh, I also haven't seen A Star Is Born. So. Yes. Well, our pod about it will be uh, unrecorded <laughs> because we will not talk about it. Um, I think I think we could do a pod about Bohemian Rhapsody, though. Without ha- watching it? Can we do that? Oh, yes. Hell yes. <laughs> um, that sounds fun. Let's do a podcast about like 20 music movies we haven't seen. My uh, judge them. Yeah. My... Um, uh, wife uh, saw Bohemian Rhapsody with uh-huh. her sister, and uh, apparently they make Brian May out to be like just sort of this dumb guitar guy in the movie, which is pretty funny since he went on to, to become literally a PhD astrophysicist with published papers. So, yeah, he go. he was part of the recent um, uh, the 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 you know uh, was it the Pluto Express that saw the the distant comet i think he was he was part of that the distant uh i shouldn't say that exoplanet yeah it's not even exo it's not an exoplanet it's uh it's not important (laughs) at any rate he did it he's very smart yes okay Um, also do you know about brian may's guitar uh no so he has uh it's a it's called the red special um, okay. And it's an electric guitar designed and built by him when he was a teenager in the 1960s. Whoa. Um, and this is the only guitar he plays. And it's just, um, uh, wow. uh, and it was, it was designed to have a lot of feedback. Um, and he like, it's just, it's not made by anyone. He just has this guitar that he and his father like built. And now there, of course, he plays various replicas of it. Um, wow yeah uh but the wikipedia was the neck was constructed from wood from a hundred year old fireplace mantle that friends (laughs) were about to throw away Uh, that's amazing yes yes um so uh yeah the red special brian may's guitar there you go that's pretty fucking badass yeah he's a cool he's a cool dude uh no question i mean you really can't do better. I suppose you could tie him yeah. on coolness, but you couldn't be cool. Queen that. is a cool. I mean, Queen is sort of untouchable in levels of cool. I mean, absolutely. There's just they they check so many boxes. They managed to be an over the top, coked out '70s mainstream rock band who uh, didn't suck. Yes, that's really impressive. Yes, who's yeah, whose artistic bona fides are just unquestionable. Damn. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, although I, I do hate the song Fat Bottom Girls. I don't know. That's everything but that. But that song is real dumb. Wait, I thought that was ZZ Top. Am I wrong? No, it's a Queen song, right? 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. For some reason, I thought that was ZZ Top. <laughs> well, see, that's you were just preserving. It makes a lot more perfect. sense as a v- ZZ Top song. It does. It does. Um, but uh, early Queen. Damn. Wow. Interesting. Yes. I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. Um, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you have as anything? What else has happened in the world of music? Um, whew, I feel kind of out of it news-wise. Should we just talk about our main topic? We could. Um, I actually have a random thing I want to throw at you. All right. And this okay. could be this could be a recurring bit. Um, but uh, you, uh, I'm gonna pick a, a song, and I want to know if you're in or out on it. Okay. Just yeah, in general. Okay. If you have to say in or out. That's okay. that's it, um, and the song is "Love Shack" by the B-52s. Oh man, um, uh, uh, out. Damn, it's a bold choice. <laughs> Both ways are a bold choice. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty fucking corny. <laughs> it is. Anything that can be described as a staple of the acapella circuit is probably pretty fucking cool. Oh, wow. That's a, hmm. Wow. Wait, am I wrong? No, that's damning. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even think of that. The acapella, the acapella just, that's a real curse. If acapella groups love to <laughs> sing your song. Uh, I, I base that on, on having definitely seen it by an acapella group once. Um, so maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed really acapella-y when they did it. Thank you know I have a lot of uh, uh, sympathy for aca- you know acapella loving Joe. Like in high school, oh yeah, I went. I visited my cousin who was older at UVA, and we went to an acapella concert. And I just my mind was blown. I had to like buy the CDs of these people singing these songs <laughs> I knew. You know, they sing, sing like better than Ezra's good acapella. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, it is fucking mind blowing the first time you. Yes. It. And by the end of college, it's like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Because um, I, I saw it for the first time, probably sitting next to you at a Trinity Prep mm, Gym. Mm-hmm. They had some you know northeastern yeah, i think they were from oberlin group. i think they were yeah. from oberlin which perfect just perfect yeah. yeah that's perfect yeah and i i greatly enjoyed their performance but you know it's kind of it's kind of like a parlor trick like it's cool it blows your mind the first time and then after that it's sort of like oh i see what you're doing god you know there's a lot of really bad acapella oh, bohemian god. bohemian rhapsodies out there just i mean Probably now more than ever. <sighs> so making me, it made me shudder. Um, people trying to, anyone trying to sing Freddie Mercury, including Adam Lambert, is just, just give it up. That's not going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, I know somebody who wants, oh, yeah, no, never mind. I saw, I know somebody who specifically watched the Oscars in order to see Adam Lambert mm. perform. Well, so. you know, that's, you know, being an Adam Lambert fan. So we'll, it's a different it's a different matter we we could discuss that separately and we all could. you know i give credit to adam lambert who taking his career and turning it into being the lead singer of queen um, oh yeah that's that's uh 
Um, that's impressive. As as dead singers, you could replace for their modern tours go like uh, who? Yeah, how, you can't really do better in terms of the technical ability required and the fun of the showmanship. Yeah. I mean, like John Lennon was more famous, but um, there are probably a lot of dudes who can approximate his bluesy yowl. You know? Yes, yes. Um, and as we've seen with Stone Temple Pilots. Um, uh, it's very easy to just be Scott Weiland. <laughs> Wait, who's who's the being Scott Weiland? The new guy. There's just some random guy who just sounds just like him. Okay, I mean that's what Journey did with their Steve Perry replacement as well. Yes, and of course ACDC famously found yeah. a better version. <laughs> I I definitely do not know which guy sang any ACDC song. I have yeah. no clue. Um. We've got to have an ACDC episode, but this is not that episode. This is an episode about hip-hop, part one of two. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Meaningful hip-hop, Joe. Yes. This is, uh, we have our meaningful um, meaningful songs, uh, recurring theme on this show. And yeah, I believe we did it twice, which is a lot. Yes. And this time we decided to do uh, hip-hop, um, rap music, if you will. Um, and mm-hmm. for the reason that we, um, uh, it seemed like the right thing to do. I don't know. I don't know why we did it, but we did it. It's, and I'm happy. It, it's, uh, it's politically correct. That's why. Um, <laughs> that certainly is the reason <laughs> we do most things on this show. Yeah. So we, uh, each exchanged some songs and, um, uh, in looking at it, I was like, uh, it's tough to dis- to talk about 10 tracks in one episode, so let's split it up. And here we are. Yeah. Um, are we? T- are there 10 tracks? I feel like there are only... F- Six from you, four from me. Oh, are we, count- are we counting um, definition and redefinition as two different tracks? Well, it's two tracks on every medium it's released it, in. Oh, yeah. And it's six and a half minutes long I, together. I, so. I, I, I consider it a single thing. Um, anyway... <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, we are talking about five and a half from me and four from you. Yeah. Um, Paul, which of my songs would you like to start with? Oh, are they not in, a, in any particular order? I guess I, they are in order. but I playlisted them in the order you sent them. Well, then so. we'll start with Tupac's Changes. In the morning and I ask myself Is life worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse I'm black My stomach hurts so I'm looking for a purse to snatch Cops give a damn about a Negro Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero Get it back to the kids who the hell cares One less hungry mouth on the welfare First ship them dope and let them deal with brothers Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead I got love for my brothers But we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other we gotta start making changes Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers And that's how it's supposed to be How can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids But then it changed That's the way it is Come on, come on uh, That was Changes by Tupac uh, A song uh, released posthumously on his Greatest Hits album um, uh, And um, Is... 
kind of a it, it's it's a it's a manifesto um, for Pac uh, in terms of his his outlook on um, uh, the situations that uh, that African American men face in the '90s um, and in particular successful ones uh, who are trying to um, uh, you know. Navigate uh, the the legacy of civil rights and the um, obvious, uh, uh, you know, just persistent and uh, poisonous, uh, you know, racism and oppression that they still face. Um, And all over um, this uh, really fucking stupid song by Bruce Hornsby in the range, (laughs) uh, which is kind of a, a, I think... Uh, is is a, a deliberate choice um, uh, you know when when these this this white just absolutely whitest musician <laughs> you could imagine is just singing that's just the way it is um, you know Tupac is is mad you know he's just saying yeah that's you know the way it is for you is very different um it's Mm. it's much worse for us and and i think that's why you know they would pick um it's not just sampled i mean it's it's the the song is taken um you know whole hog (laughs) and (laughs) um for for this track um and uh you know i can really go in i mean this this song is um the the reason it's meaningful to me uh, for many reasons. Number one, um, I think for three straight verses, um, Tupac uh, is writes just an absolutely compelling um, uh, manifesto thesis um, about um, you know his own life and the life of his friends and the sort of paradoxes they face trying to be successful and how they'll be, be punished for that success and. Um, you know, there's sort of a, a hopelessness locked into that, um, that hope, um, you know, uh, uh, in, in the first verse that we heard, uh, he, uh, as says, you know, um, Huey Long says it's time to fight back. That's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark. Now Huey's dead. Um, that's kind of, you know, you know, if you, if you try and rise up, you're, you're punished for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by, you know, the third verse, um, it's, it's, it's kind of moving cause he turns it towards himself and, um, uh, really just, he, he foreshadows his, his own, uh, his own death, you know, someone's going to come back, you know, he got to start selling drugs and, you know, the ways he was successful as a very, very young man, um, you know, someone from that time is going to come back and, 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 uh, finally get him. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know that's as, as a, uh, 16 year old, mm-hmm. uh, the li- lines like, instead of a war on poverty, they got a war on drugs. So the police can bother me was just absolutely revelatory. I mean, I just never thought about those things that way. I'm sure I was like, I was I was anti-drug at the time, <laughs> you know, and and just that over the course of this four minute or so song, you know, 
that Tupac would, you know, knock down one assumption after the other and just tell his own story so clearly and his, um, um, you know, his, his perception of things, uh, was, was really powerful to me at that time. And, and, um, you know, he did so with, uh, with epic flow as usual. Um, I think he, uh, uh, Dr. Flow, the doctor of flow, says Tupac, is important um, <laughs> because he he was able to um, um, kind of take uh, the, the storytelling aspect from early hip hop and really kind of meld it with the, um, you know, with a with a much faster, a much faster flow, a much more. Um, you know, musical flow that wasn't just kind of sing songy. Um, and I think that he, you know, I think a lot of the rappers today that they look back on him, I think they look back on it, you know, that they, they admire him, you know, not, not so much for his like individual songs, but just like the way that he kind of revolutionized uh, the, the flow mm-hmm. um, and allowed people to tell really complex stories while still having, you know, absolutely amazing, uh, absolutely amazing um well flow um yeah (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah 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 it's 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 uh it just brings me back man it also you know (laughs) yeah so there was definitely a phase like when i first heard the song i was really into it this is like i don't know almost two 20 years ago yeah um so uh what's interesting is i had sort of come to just be like I can't get over how white and lame the Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. I knew that would be troubling for you. That's <laughs> really your worst. Wor- that's like your just absolute. Yeah. Kryptonite for you. It really is. Um, now for a while I, I liked it anyway. And then, yeah. Now the, your point um, that he is um, not having Bruce Hornsby, Sort of see, I I always heard it as more he was using the Bruce Hornsby line. That's just the way it is. It's sort of like a a sorrowful reflection on the fact that it is so hard to change things. Um, but I like your more combative uh, relationship to the line, where it's uh, uh, it, he's using it as an indictment of the people who actually could do something to change about it, uh, to change things. So um, I don't know. That's an interesting new interpretation. I'll have to try. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, so uh, absolutely, his uh, technical skill is on display here. Um, how do you feel? And it's not just uh, him when he does this and has a very, very, you know, let's call it conscious song um, that is uh, really doesn't glorify any of the mm-hmm. um, the bad things or crimes that afflict. Um, African American communities, um, mm-hmm. and it's not just him. I mean, like I think about this also, like with the uh, the last track on Dr. Dre's 2001, where which isn't really socially conscious, but is like yeah. a Listen. sad story about how somebody died and what a bummer that is. Is like I always feel like so, like you're not gonna you're gonna do this and express some good sentiments like i think i I absolutely agree with almost everything tupac says about how fucked up society is with regard to race in the song but you're not going to mention any of the uh 96 percent of the rest of your discography that's sort of like celebrating all these kinds of things so 
Well, I don't know. Does I, that bug, does that bug you at all when you listen to a song like this? I, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me, and I think because I mean, it, it has to be aware. Obviously, you know he didn't he didn't sequence this particular album, but yeah. I mean, when it comes to like Dr. Dre, I mean, he's obviously aware of the context that the song's going to be listened to. Listen, yeah. Within which the song's going to be listened to, and. I think with this, there is with this song in particular. Um, I think that you know he there is some of Tupac kind of repenting for that, and and okay. I think that's why the third verse is so important because mm-hmm. he realizes you know that he's part of this problem and he will be punished yeah. for it. I mean, I think that's 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 kind of essential for the power of this song. If, that if does was, help a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah, if he was just like, oh, you know, uh uh you know, people are people are jealous of us because of that, you know, the police are going to come after us and send us to jail. Well, that's that's true and it's uh <laughs> bullshit, but like he he, you know, by by then, you know, kind of talking about how it will affect him um it's uh uh, I think I think that's you know as far as as you can go. I mean, there's there's a limit to um, with any any musician, any song, how much uh, um, how many layers of meaning you can assign it. But at <laughs> least here, that's what makes it a powerful song to me. Uh, still, um, yeah, especially with the um, uh, we get to the line. It's like ain't yet to see a black president. I mean that line is kind of like it's. It is it's, funny now. It's weird. It's gone to, you know. Oh, we did have a black president, and now it's like, and eh, nothing changed with the black president. So yeah. it's. It also uh, we're now back to not really feeling great about having a black president anymore. Yes. Um, in terms of the current climate. Yes. Um. So that that line is uh, prescient. Yeah. Um, yes. Good job, Twice Tupac. Over. This song is meaningful also because Tupac. Uh, was a very important rapper to me as a as a high schooler, um, mm. one of the first rappers I really loved. Um, but we've talked enough about it. Let's go to the next track. Woo! Yeah, it's Fifty, aka Ferrari, F Fifty. Break it down. I got a lot of living to do before I die, and I ain't got time to waste. Let's make it. You say you a gangster, but you never pop none. You say you a wankster, and you need to stop frontin'. You ain't a friend of mine. You ain't no kin of mine. What makes you think that I won't run up on you with the nine? We do this all the time. Right now we on the grind. So hurry up and cop and go. We selling nicks and dimes. Shorty, she so fine. I gotta make her mine. I ask like that. Gotta be one of a kind. I crush him every time. Punch him with every line. I'm fucking with their mind. I'm making they know they can't shine if I'm around the rhyme Been on parole since 94 cause I commit the crime I say in my line, I did it three to nine The D's ran up in my crib, you know who dropping down You say you a gangster, but you never pop none You say you a wankster, and you need to stop yes. Wankster <laughs> by Fiddy um, Paul, you also uh, chose a song by Fiddy Cent I did hate it or love <laughs> it. Uh, so I'm gonna talk too much. What what is it about Fifty Cent in general that mm. appeals? Well, you will you'll not be surprised to say that the beat was or to hear. I'm say I'm sorry that the beat was the primary reason I chose my mm. Fifty Cent mm-hmm. track. 
Um, and indeed, I chose the version of it that has less 50 cent on it than the mm. original one. Um, but nonetheless, uh, there's something about his sort of like menacing clipped flow that is very appealing. Um, I don't know. It's both swaggering, but also like sort of uh, uh, underspoken. Um, the sy- the syllables sort of just like uh, nip to a close between each other in a mm-hmm. very weird way that I can't think of too many other people really sounding like. So I don't know that and just the general, you know, quickness and dexterity one expects from the truly great rappers. Um, yes, yes. I think that he uh, he's forward and uh unadorned uh, mm-hmm. in a way that many rappers uh are 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 not or hide behind technical skill um where he's more of a uh he's a little more of a comedian you know <laughs> and he's a little more of that uh just uh laid back uh guy telling you a funny story um uh <laughs> but yes with a lot of menace as well um I mean, he uh, has guns the size of little Bow Wow. Which is just, uh, it's a fucking great line. <laughs> so I mean, fucking funny. <laughs> this song, uh, yeah, um, uh, just the, that, yes, that that couplet, um, uh, uh, people saying they're going to murder 50 how we riding around with guns the size of little Bow Wow. Um, just, just beautiful. Um and this song is more is more on my list because um, not for its particular um, beauty, uh, but because it really represents to me um, my how I listen to hip hop. You know, riding around with my cousin um, mm-hmm. who uh, he loved loves nice cars, got a Mercedes uh, for his sixteenth birthday, and we ride around in that, listening to. Uh, 50 and Tupac and uh, so he uh, went into the dealership and he got something he did yes he absolutely did Um, and songs like this that were both uh, badass and hilarious Mm -hmm. um, were essential and I mean I still quote these songs to each other and still you know laugh at the at the hilarious lines of them and it really brings me back to just that time where uh, rap uh, began to be uh, be really important to me, you mm-hmm. know, and and sort of this process where, you know, in high school, I mean, uh, you know, our alternative alternative rock music was just everything. I mean, it was not just the yeah. most important music, which is like one of the most important things, like in life, period. <laughs> and this was sort of the beginning that you know other genres of music, um, and in particular rap would uh uh catch up to it get very close to it. it would be you know in the same um yeah uh universe of it in terms of importance uh to me um and uh it's songs like this that had that wit to it along with a very good beat um that uh really started that um so it goes back to like why i love hip-hop yeah. Um, you know, it's this this song, which was produced by Dr. Dre. No, oh no, actually, it's, it's a, no, it, it was, was not. It was produced by someone named Jay Praise, 
and um, Shaw Money XL. Yeah, but I think Dr. Dre was uh, heavily involved in this. Well, track. it was from the. It was on the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah, which obviously had Dr. Dre's imprint. Yeah. But had previously been on um, a mixtape. He's know. listed. Dr. Dre is listed as the engineer on this track, which I don't even know what oh. that means. Um, well, engineers are typically the people who actually like turn the knobs and know how to work the fucking equipment. So that's yeah. An interesting so we're going to give Dr. Dre uh, some credit on this track, uh, no matter what. Um, let's see what the Wikipedia. That little says. wiggly synth definitely sounds. Yes. Yes, and I mean this was like uh, you know he was. 50 Cent was, you know, Eminem's discovery under Dr. Dre. So uh, kind of a, you know, one degree of separation. Wikipedia attributes nothing to Dr. Dre for this. Yeah, I see that. I'm looking more genius. Anyway, great track. Obviously, Dr. Dre influences heavy on it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a cool song. It's funny, this is one that like I knew, but it was just like, this is just a popular rap song that I know to me. Um, but uh, I can definitely see how it fits that exact niche uh, for a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this song came out when you were 20 or so, um, riding around in a car, especially for people like us who were like the first white generation, I feel like, where most people really liked rap. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, very true. So definitely an interesting uh, uh, artifact for us in our uh, relationship to the music. Um, You know, to be honest, if it's true, this is one of the things that really inspired you to truly love rap. Well, I guess you you talked about liking Tupac before that. But still, um, uh, it seems later in your life than I would have guessed is all I was going to say. But maybe I don't have the timeline. Yeah, this is, I mean, right. This is 2002. Yeah. yeah, it's it it is interesting that this is this comes up when I think about that. But I think that um maybe that shows the uh other than the cr- the chronic uh, <laughs> 2001. Yeah. Um uh it, it's just all of one time to me. So this this might be right on ah. the, the later edge of that. Um uh, But it gets know, mashed up in with that group of songs and that Yeah, feeling. I mean yeah. Obviously, this this you know represents you know Eminem songs I love, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know other people in the Dre universe. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's and and I think it is definitely feels of our generation a little more than like Dre or Snoop or Tupac, which you yeah. know we were in high school when they were out, and we were. You know, they were kind of younger then. I mean, it's a lot of times it's like you know, we were like 13 or 14. Yeah, which is a little young to really claim. Yeah, I'm like a little, music. sometimes yeah. a little disconnected from that. So when it comes to like Chronic chronic 2001 and then leading into this, it's like, you know, by the time 8 Mile came out and we were listening to 50 Cent, like that that rap music was like ours and like our generation. And For I think sure. that, that that mattered a lot. Absolutely. Cool, yeah. No, great song. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice for a meaningful music podcast, but with that mm-hmm. sort of autobiographical detail, I get it. That's what it's all about for this this pod. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's listen to Black Star's uh, definition. Hello, everybody. Hi. Recording live from somewhere. Long. 
nights and this and cool. Follow me now, they say, say high tech, yes, you're rolling hip hop. Say Jay Roll, yes, you're rolling hip hop. Redefinition, say you're rolling hip hop. Say black soul, come to rock it down. From the first to the last of it, delivery is passionate. The whole and not the half of it, forecasting aftermath of it. Projectile and I'm blast away. Accurate assassin shit. Me and Quali close like Bethlehem and Nazareth. After this, you be pressing rewind on top your master this. Shining like an asterisk for all those that you gather it. Connected like a roundhouse from the townhouse to the tenements. Cause all my Brooklyn residents, don't let heavy regiments. Don't believe, hear the evidence. We're Brooklyn. See that? Rather take it all, can't believe that. From where they sell the tree at to where the police react. Tell it quality, equality, you tell them what we be at. Brooklyn, New York City, where they paint murals of Biggie and Cash. We trust, cause this ghetto fabulous life look pretty. What a pity, blunts are still 50 cents. It's intense. Street sense is dominant, can't be covered with incense. My presence felt my name is Quali from the eternal reflection. People think your MC is your hand for misconception. Let me meditate, set it straight. Came to the conclusion that most of these cats is featherweight. Let me demonstrate. Uh, Talib and Mos Def, uh, our Black Star, uh, mm-hmm. that's their track. Definition, uh, which paired uh, with immediate um, uh, follow-up track, Redefinition, mm-hmm. um, uh, really uh, anchors their album, Mos Def and Talib Kweli, our Black Star. Um, uh, good, <laughs> good title for an album. By Black yeah. Star. Um uh and uh two uh fantastic rappers uh on top of very good beat here. Um and this is meaningful to me uh because uh, this is the first time that I discovered um uh hip hop that was um mm. slightly outside the mainstream. Uh, yeah. And that had a higher level of sort of uh, uh, of of intellectualism to it. Um, it was self-referential. There was sort of that, you know, that that it's it's meta hip hop. You know, they're they're talking about hip hop as it goes mm-hmm. on for more than just purposes of posturing. Um, they're kind of centering themselves. Um, you know, I think of it, that second verse we heard some of where Talib says, you know, Brooklyn, New York City, where they paint murals of Biggie, like he immediately goes into this thing where, you know, he's in Brooklyn, Biggie's already dead, you know, what's going, what's, you know, what's in the past, what's in the future. And uh, there's, there's a ton of wordplay here. I mean, it, it's, it's throughout the whole song, it like borders on, you know, being too verbose, you know, they really mm-hmm. have to kind of like... Um, uh, dance around using um, uh, too many long words. Um, of course, they they do it very well, mm-hmm. um, um, and uh, I think it's it's this song is just meaningful to me because it was the first time I was playing a hip hop song for other people, being like, "You have to hear this. You haven't heard this before. It's so good," you know, mm-hmm. and like and like forcing people to listen to it in my car. Um, yeah, <laughs> as well you should. This is yes. worth that. Yes, um, and uh, uh, yeah, and and really, I just included the 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 redefinition, the second track, just because I think it's all part of like to me. Yeah. I can't listen to one without the other. Um, 
So, uh, and uh, really just sort of, it it just continues the song with a slower, um, uh, just more uh, beat that has sort of like a drip rather than a a shower. (laughs) Yeah, this beat uh, completely rules. Yes. Um, It's actually pretty simple. It's just sort of like a little guitar thing that uh, high tech keeps hitting over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. Um, apart from, uh, I mean, as, as far as the, the sort of melodic part of it goes, but the, the actual beat underneath it is, uh, sort of a twitchy take on East coast boom bap, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I like East coast boom bap and I like twitchy beats. So, um, I really love it. And then I actually really love the darker redefinition version of it even more. Um, uh so um it's like it's like they had the first half is this one really great rap song with these guys like you said just using big words uh and rapping but at the same time rapping aggressively and playfully Mm -hmm. which is uh what makes it bearable and not you know sort of the cliche backpack rap that everybody you know to some degree rightly shits on um but uh then yeah halfway through it switches and becomes like twice as good Mm -hmm. so uh, an absolute classic of a back-to-back yes. uh, set of songs. Um, clearly the highlight of an otherwise uh, excellent album. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Man, did you know that a year ago, uh, both Mad Lib and Blackstar said that there would be a Mad Lib Blackstar album, and it hasn't fucking happened? I know, I did see that. Uh, we'll just pretend it's a delayed a year and not uh, uh, something... That, that, that something didn't happen to destroy it. I, I mean, I guess you never know, but that would rule so hard. That would be so good. Uh, damn. Um, also, it's too bad that Mostef or Yasin Bey uh, went crazy. But yeah, but it, it happens. <laughs> it does, and he doesn't seem to have been me too like Ryan Adams. So no. Points yes, yes. Um, good job, Yasin yeah. Anyway, uh, I fully endorse this as a meaningful song. I came to it much later in life than you did, so it doesn't have that sort of milestone quality for me. But I, the first time I listened to this album, I was like, oh, fuck. This is one of those old classic albums that it was a huge mistake not to be listening to all this time. Yeah, I think I think at this point we weren't playing each other hip hop. I mean, which is just, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. But we were too busy listening to Kid A. <laughs> well i mean this album came out in 99 or mm. 2002 what wait which one is it uh, the thing i'm looking at it was i it was, was it was it, 98 actually yes yeah, 98 yeah. because i was uh it in the summer of 2001 i definitely remember okay some particular particular times so. well our hearts our high our late high school years were much impoverished by not knowing about this album yes, the whole time absolutely damn um cool yeah uh let's listen to uh das racist with rapping to you what up what up what up sit down man Hello, young cocoa butter, who is you? White people love me, like they love Subarus. Rolling with the super crew, something like Scooby-Doo. My eyes droopy, mommy, that's what doobies do. 
Kalidasa But I cross a Kalapani Probably with the Kalistani Mommy high as I be That's racist On a road like Wasabi I don't know what these two are I'm Punjabi More cash mommy Than Mukesh Ambani And then Neil Ambani Yeah that's real Armani Yeah that's Long Vaughn You call it Lambin You call it Rowing Down I call it Lampin I'm from Flushing Right as a lamp man That's in Queens Like MC Cool Fashion You could Google that Down with beat nuts, we got the net wet, tryna get the street fucked. See that? That's my fucking man's and shit. White boy wasted, then we write a stanza quick. Matter of fact, yo, all my boys in bands and shit. Haters mad, cause they got Costanza dicks. You know, like the show, Seinfeld. Michael Richards make my fucking mind melt. Cop a bundle, live Rapunzel, do with thugs, do we just hustle HGM, EBT, MTV, BET. They call us joke rap. We kinda weed rap, we just like rap. We don't uh, that was Rappin' to You uh, by Das Racist off their album, uh, Sit Down Man, uh, featuring, uh, we heard uh, a verse by Heems there, uh, mm. the next verse uh, by Cool AD, um, mm. the patron hip-hop saint of this podcast. Absolutely. Um, uh, is also uh, fucking fantastic. Um yeah, this song is on here because uh, it's my it's just my favorite hip hop song of all time. Damn, um, I love I love Das Racist. Uh, although they their um, uh, their catalog is uh, uneven, uh, the <laughs> highs are high and the lows are uh, very stoned. Um, <laughs> the lows are a hundred dollars uh, on Twitter. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, they, on this song, um, they, uh, producer Shalik, um, takes, uh, samples, uh, New Jabis, uh, the Japanese hip hop jazz producer. Oh, really? Yes. That's where this beat comes from. Um, uh, from, um, actually the, the, uh, anime, uh, that he scored. Um, I, I can't remember the the name of it right now um damn it that's gonna bug me um anyway um uh that's why that's sort of the the um that's why the beat is so good uh there's a lot of uh uh, the pedigree is excellent did you know that shot lake only has 957 followers on twitter that's sad but it I mean, that's like should have way more. Than that's that. a, you know when you're producing, uh, you know, a, a mixtape for uh, then um, just up and coming, yeah, uh, Brooklyn. But rap. let me name a few of the other uh, producers on this mixtape. We got Boy Wanda, mm-hmm. very famous now. Yeah, fucking Diplo, one of the yep. five most famous producers in the world. Scoop Deville has also gone on to great fame. Mm. That's uh, that's a number of pretty famous ass dudes. Several other have blue links on Wikipedia. So yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Shalik deserved better from history. Is all I have to say. I agree. Um, uh, and the I think why I like this song on top of the uh, awesome beat, which I I can and have listened to on its own. Um, there's uh, uh, a next level of witticism in the uh, in the verses, um, you know, especially when we get to Cool AD. Um, you know, I'm watching Gandhi till I'm charged and eating banh mi. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
probably even Nicki Minaj would massage me. Uh, I'm in outer space reading Frankfurt School treatises that curl the common man into fetuses. Nietzsche <laughs> told me that the nostrils where the genius is. Uh, uh, bossy just saucing like it's falafel where my penis is. Soap him up with falafel like O'Reilly thought a loofah was. I mean, this just there's so many references within this. Every line has um, a uh, very, you know, complex joke in it that's you know um that's referencing pop culture or or something that is um just both silly and slightly politically charged mm-hmm. um and uh you know what 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 rap song are they talking about you know uh how stanley tucci was drunk when he was recording space chimps um uh, they referenced leslie nielsen um <laughs> You know, it's the line, I'm Leslie Nielsen, you know I'm chilling. That's that's a good one. That's a real yeah. good one for me. Um, <laughs> Very Joe. Yes, okay. yes. And um, uh, they just it, seem like they're having more fun than just about anybody else. That's, that's really true. Um, <laughs> uh, Haters mad because they got Costanza dicks uh, <laughs> is, is a that's just a really good line. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Um, yeah, man, it's a it's a great song. Uh, to be honest, Das Racist, I haven't listened to as much as I should have. Like, I started a few years ago listening to new stuff that came out from like Cool AD, but clearly I need to go back. I download. Yeah. I bought. I, I I this is actually for sale now. I bought that this album today, and we'll listen to the. Full oh, that's thing. man. The last time I looked for it, it wasn't for sale. I mean, it's oh, hard. It's not- it's on Bandcamp for five bucks. Oh, thank God! Uh, it's been a while. I I looked for it the other day and I couldn't find it. Um, it's been hard to to get. Um, yeah, worth five dollars for sure. Uh, yeah. and I'm I'm very happy that I managed to see them live in Brooklyn. Oh, that's cool. Uh, or actually, actually, no, it was in the west side of Manhattan. But I saw them. Uh, I saw them do this track live. Uh, that's uh. It was a good thing, but uh, they were really bad live, on the other hand, because they were just so <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a glorious uh, reunion tour for uh, Das Racist just because uh, they're far too lazy to ever do that. Yeah, I think I think they kind of broke up because they were too lazy to deal with uh, being successful. <laughs> and now Cool AD lives on the mexican coast for nothing yeah he may i think they moved i think he moved to la based on his instagram okay uh you know he couldn't he couldn't be a recluse forever i think (laughs) his kid his kid had to go to a good public school he probably just hangs out at people's houses in silver lake all the time yeah yeah i'm sure he has absolutely zero problem uh (laughs) with that I, I mean, he can come hang out at my place. Hey, Cool AD, it's like a, a seven-hour drive from L.A. You yes. Come absolutely hang You're out at gonna, my house. We're going to meet Cool AD someday. Absolutely. For I mean, sure. <laughs> I bet if we hit him, I bet if we added him on Twitter on a random night in L.A., he'd be like, yeah, I'm at X Bar. Come hang out. Yes, and we'd say your your song that we paid 100 bucks for is the theme song to our podcast. Yeah, and he would kick us in the balls. Yes, um. yes. <laughs> and that'd be fine. I mean, he'd probably be very, you know, who knows how he'd be when we met up with him. But yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> hi. That's for sure. Yes. 
We would have to say we've got weed uh, in the at, because uh, I think that would really yes. seal the deal. Yes. Even uh, though he already has plenty, you know, nobody's ever like, oh, uh, everybody's always looking to have more. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool AD, um, fantastic rapper. Heems uh, yeah. is, you know, he's my second favorite member of Das Racist. Also good. And uh, and guest artist, uh, guest rapper, uh, what is his name? Lacutus. Yeah, who's frequent? Who's sort of like the third member of Das Racist, or sort of like, yeah, it's, yeah, he's he's on a few tracks here. Yes, yes. Um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Love this song. Um. Let's listen to my last one. Who's probably gonna sin again? Lord forgive me. Lord forgive me. Things I don't understand. Sometimes I need to be alone. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink, I got my music, I will share it, but today I'm going bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch don't kill my vibe, bitch don't kill my vibe Look inside of my soul and you can find gold and maybe get rich Look inside of your soul and you can find out it never exists I can feel the changes, I can feel a new life I always knew life can be dangerous I can say that I like a challenge and you to me is painless You don't know what pain is How can I paint this picture when the colorblind is hanging with you? Fell on my face and I woke with a scar Another mistake living deep in my heart Worried on top of my sleeve in a flick I can admit that it did look like yours Why you resent every making of his? Tell me your purpose is petty again But even as small light, I can burn a bridge Even as small light, I can burn a bridge I can feel the changes I can feel the new people around me Just wanna be famous You can see that my city Paul, we're sitting uh, in your friend's uh, house in Austin Mm-hmm. During South by, uh, we've had, I've had a lot of weed, uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of tequila, um, good tequila from the straight from the bottle, um, and uh, uh, your buddy, unnamed for this podcast, has a lot of, has a really nice stereo system, mm-hmm. um, and this track comes on. Uh, with its bass so powerful that even when you were just playing it over Google Hangouts, it was still uh, <laughs> booming in my headphones. Uh, and it's really the first time that I've just had a full Kendrick experiment uh, experience, and I'm just uh, I just still remember being transfixed. I mean, it's uh, it's like a musical experience that I'm just mm-hmm. uh, still it's th- still seek out um to to repeat because it was uh so intense i mean the first time with kendrick it's intense with it for anyone yeah um and uh but there this song's mix of uh the absolute cool um with uh some true uh fire um and uh a message that really hit home for me uh, mm. Right then, when I had a vibe, I wanted no one to kill. Yes, uh, it was uh, it was a singular moment. 
Um, and, uh, fuck, it's a good song. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I've listened to it too much almost trying to recreate, um, <laughs> those, those good early times with it. Yeah, this is the one song on this list that is uh, one of my personal, like, don't kill this song by overdoing it. I know. Uh, tracks. Um, it's so good. Yeah. This, it's a really ridiculously good song. Um, Soundwave. Uh, uh, I feel like it's it's weird that the best rapper also had, like, a really good producer who was just, like, sort of growing up in his same, like, little clique. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's happened many times, but... Uh, uh here it happened again I, he hasn't like taken over the culture like other dudes like dr dre or timbaland who came up that way have but um his work with kendrick is awesome and this this might well be his finest just because yeah it's it's just hits so heavy and yet is so pretty at the same time um and so like i don't know both philosophical and sensual um that's uh that's a tough combo to beat and absolutely that feeling of uh i got my drink i got my music uh and uh not wanting your vibe killed is uh because it really sucks when you're trying to have an artistic experience like what you're talking about and then there's like other shit going on yes um (laughs) yes um would your experience have been improved if it were Lady Gaga singing the female parts? <laughs> no, I've always, that, that, that little detail about the song has always been weird that like supposed yeah. to be Lady Gaga, but I'm sure I wouldn't have noticed. Like Kendrick was the important part. Sound. I wave. think I listened to that version and I thought it it kind of had the same effect. But yeah, uh, I yeah, can't. I wouldn't be too worried. And then later on that trip, we were listening to Backstreet Freestyle in yes. my like shitty hotel room. Yeah, on your laptop. It yes. Was, uh... <laughs> yes. Again, blown away. Um, oh, yeah, man. Kendrick, um, kind of the, yeah. that, that's and meaningful, uh, not just for that moment, but for bringing in, uh, you know, the most recent phase, uh, of my, um, hip hop scholarship mm. where I really, um, just, I don't say go out of my way where I really make it, uh, make a point of, uh, listening to new, new artists, new rappers, and um, you know, seek seek them out. You know, yeah. I think even everything up to this was just stuff that that you know I kind of I liked rap based on the situation, and you know, people would would play me something, and I'd get into it. But I think uh, Kendrick was maybe the turning point where I was like, I'm gonna uh, make sure I listen to. Um, uh, you know, the best new rappers of the, of the year, you know, every year. Yeah. I mean, to me, he is like the vital artist of this decade. So, yeah. uh, just as Radiohead was, uh, for like a previous period for me. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, it's just, uh, such a beautiful song in such a weird, uh, dark way did you know joe that the sample comes from a band called the boom clap bachelors no but i love it i it seems like the most horribly inappropriate name to the sentiment that this song arouses in me but that's hilarious so I i'm gonna it. go with it i love um it. they're from denmark um and i was just gonna i was gonna give a shout out to to danny brown who has a similar place in my heart to kendrick as mm. as sort of bringing same period this, yeah final stage of uh hip-hop devotion 
Um, I think I, I got into him after, after Kendrick, but, um, uh, nearly as important. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Joe, we should have gone to see Danny Brown the night of your uh, rehearsal dinner in Rhode Island. Damn. That would have been good. Yeah. Oh, well. (sighs) Well, I've, I did get to see him here in Portland. Um, Oh really? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Um, it's just good to see him in person. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a real dude in many sense, <laughs> many senses that, of the word. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So, Joe, that's your meaningful hip hop. Is there it any is. is there any uh, overarching theme to tease out? Um, I think I that I think the theme is that just that I'm still like learning and and growing with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's 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 more in the future, which I think is true of hip hop. Like, I think there's there's more to come. Yeah, uh, I think the the best hip hop being made now is uh, as good or better than any hip hop ever made. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, the genre will uh, continue to do great things in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think in in five to ten years, so we'll have a uh, some I think really we... fucking good stuff. Like we'll we'll the, over the, ne- the what we collect over the next five to ten years will be um, absolutely amazing. I think we may be about at the point where um, the average mainstream hip hop is no longer good at all. Um, yes. <laughs> which is what happened with rock in like the eighties. Um, yeah. You know, like, like through the seventies, like your average mainstream rock song. I mean, maybe it ended with like the soft rock movement or something, but like it was a pretty good song. And then uh, eventually you have hair metal and everything. And it's just like, this is just, just bullshit and there's a lot of bullshit hip-hop out there now but the good stuff will continue to be good for quite a while and i think we talked about this a little with jpeg mafia but i i think there's like an old rock moment in hip-hop that's still oh yeah coming. it's certainly yeah punk yeah uh, absolutely um let us let us hope that it's good although you know the sex pistols are actually not listenable so who knows um it's a matter for a different pod <laughs> indeed um okay any final thoughts joe or were those the final thoughts those we were up? the final thoughts perfect well please people hit us up uh we have enjoyed chatting with people a little bit on twitter it'll happen more if i actually start paying attention to my twitter again during the office day um but also that's at savage beast pod you can hit us up savage beast pod at gmail.com and you can rate review subscribe listen and um uh, not pay on iTunes. So yeah, give us give us not one, not two, not three, not four, but five fat Tom Morello, five fat Tom Morellos <laughs> for our fine work. Make our rating glisten like his uh, oiled dome. Yes, uh, and then all shall be beautiful in its reflection. Mm-hmm. Mm. Zach DeLaRocca will still be poor yes. and ignored. Well, unfortunately, yes. yes. Um, right. good night. Good night. Delightful.